0: So deep down, deep down to
1: Welcome to the Tom Bernard Show. I am Cassie Schrader. I'm filling in for Tom today, and to my left we have.
2: Basham MD who wants to be known as the Keystone. The Keystone. The
1: Keystone, huh?
2: And Andy Brandt Bernard.
1: <laughs> well, we have Kristen Burke coming up. We are going to be talking Oscars. Um, I am fresh off the boat from the Walker Stalker cruise, the final voyage that they took. So we can talk about that too. We got a couple great guests coming up as well. So we'll be right back here on the Tom Bernard Show.
4: Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard podcast
0: page.
4: I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about
3: it.
2: Good. There'll be some editing there.
1: Let's bring some funk in.
5: Got some...
1: Uptown funk.
5: Why can't I remember his name?
2: That guy.
1: (laughs) 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 Bruno Mars. Uh, That's the one. I love this song. This is my jam. It's
2: not real funk. It's like... Neo funk, neo funk. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it's eighties
1: funk. Okay, it's got a very eighties funk flavor. Um, yes. Well, I was before we went to break. I was talking about uh, me being on the Walker Stalker cruise, which had the cast of The Walking Dead. We had Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Seth Gilliam, um, Tom Payne, Ross, Ross Marquand, um, Kaylee Fleming, who plays Judith grimes in the show she's new to this season she is so adorable she's 11 years old and she's the most Mm. mature little thing i've ever seen in my life and she's got sass and she's so pleasant to be around
5: that's the other thing about a cruise is imagine being a national celebrity and being trapped on a boat with your biggest fans. <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. Well, actually, they. I mean, they like to walk around the ship, you know, just like everybody else. And they're very gracious when people come up to them and mm. and talk to them and take pictures with them. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, it, it is hard. I well, mean, I suppose when uh, they want to have you, dinner or something, you know,
2: just to be the cynic, uh, you would you would do it if they paid you enough. Well,
5: money. yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. If I was making ten million dollars a week or whatever, I. Or pretty much book. do anything that wasn't illegal part of your contract
1: yeah well they well, like, yeah. well and also too they um they did a, like a lot of uh like game shows like they did a family feud where the cast you know they split it up into mm. two groups they did a newlywed game they also did um, panels, which... What's
2: the age of this, the, the people on the cruise?
1: Oh, all ages, from, you know, 67 years old all the way down to, you know, seven, eight-year-old kids. Walking
5: Dead has a lot of young, like... The average fan is probably about our age, yeah. I would guess. But why would...
2: It, it seems to me that a family feud and... That's still going. Is, it, is 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 the dating game... They resurrected it, didn't they?
1: Uh, when
5: two zombies are making whoopee.
1: <laughs> no, it was uh, yeah, it was a lot of. Fun. Who leaves what behind? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Oh, um, yeah, it was it was great. We had a lot of fun. Um, Dave did uh, this these ghost stories by a campfire, which was like a little fake fire that they had on the ship. <laughs> But the people just loved it. They were so ecstatic. And then he actually did a live podcast for Beyond the Darkness on the ship. And um, the people were just so great. And at the um, what they did is that they had these things where they uh, give you a tag. Like you'd randomly get a tag, and it says that you're infected. And you have the zombie virus. And so by the end of the um, cruise, the last day... You were supposed, if you were still infected, you were supposed to dress up like a zombie. So they had a zombie parade. And I tell you, some of these people go all out on their zombie makeup. Oh my gosh. I was walking around the ship. And I'm like, oh, my God, the guy really looks dead. And they even had makeup artists that you could pay yeah. to have, like, hmm. bite marks put on you. And it was so much fun.
2: That is a, uh, a an industry around Halloween in uh, Burbank, North Hollywood. Uh, one place in particular is called Cinema Secrets. And they have a uh, whole staff that will do a pro- a professional, semi-professional, no, professional makeup for scars, bites, blood. And, uh, you know, if you want to look like a skeleton, they'll make you look like a skeleton. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that, that's 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 sweet. That that's although very cool.
1: I do tell you, <laughs> we were eating at the um, Hibachi Grill on the ship, and I looked over and somebody was dressed up in the zombie makeup and it looked like their skin was peeling off their face and i tell you that's not very appetizing to look at while you're trying to eat japanese food some of the
5: skin lands on the grill
1: i was like Mm. oh my gosh this is not this this what is this where am i i feel like i was in a twilight zone episode so here's something interesting
5: Mm -hmm. i actually could find the walking dead demographics here oh okay and the plurality is twenty-two to twenty-five. Oh, really? Uh, Eighteen to twenty-one, and then twenty-six to twenty-nine, and then it basically just goes down from there. So it, it is mostly younger people. So like half of them are under thirty.
2: Okay, so the dating game is, I would think, not that plurality. We get some other things.
5: Another interesting thing is that as the age goes up, the uh, proportion of women to men goes up. So once you hit the 60s, it's almost entirely women watching.
1: Oh, wow. Which really?
5: is very odd. I wonder why.
2: Uh, oh, it, oh, it probably has to do with that, that fantasy werewolf kind of. Uh, That's that what I'm piece. thinking. It's like the. It's that. Yeah. I don't know, what, what,
5: the lonely spinster.
2: <sighs> Ooh, spinster. <laughs> we can't use spinster. We can use old maid. No, we can't use old maid yeah, either. No, no old, old maid, I, I would say, is maid. worse. Old maid is another insinuation in my generation. So, you know, you just. Older women. Why would you?
5: But that is something I've noticed: is that women over like forty. Well, the split is actually once you get above the age of thirty, it's more women than men. But younger than that, it's more men than women. So for the for the like boys, I think it's like whoa zombies. But then for the women, I think it's like all the hot guys.
2: Boys zombies.
5: Because it does <laughs> tend to I like be like i've noticed that the cast tends to be mostly male and they're always you know like
2: oh and they're rugged
5: all... outdoorsy types yeah, yeah
2: and they're kind of they're all fit you know you're yep. not getting uh you're not getting a heavy set guy doing the doing the thing now well i
5: mean yeah you're not going to survive if you can't run you
1: know 50 feet what? <laughs> I know, right? That, it doesn't work. That's the one problem I have with zombie, the whole zombie <laughs> genre is like you got this zombie coming at you like he's a sloth and you still get bit. Just, you know, you can do a brisk walk yeah. and get away from it speed walk you know how that was big in the 90s um that needs to come back in the zombie apocalypse but uh you know it, or <laughs> and the, and in the show too there's a couple overweight people mm. and it's like you're in a zombie apocalypse how are you overweight there's not yeah. that much food going around and, you're
2: <laughs> are, and are there overweight are there obese uh, zombies
1: not in hmm. the Walking Dead. they're all pretty um, so everybody's looking pretty good famished looking <laughs> looking pretty fit, yeah, they look pretty fit, well, I think in the Walking Dead,
5: technically, they're still like their metabolisms are still running and stuff. It's just that everything else isn't working. So <laughs> oh,
2: Now we're getting into the comic book <laughs> argument. Well, why doesn't Batman just pull out a gun and shoot the Joker? Well, <laughs> because, because he just doesn't do that. It would be ethically wrong. They or actually that, did explain that. that. That's the 12-year-old argument I had. I loved it. Well,
5: but Batman said that if he starts killing, he doesn't think he'll be able to stop because it's too easy.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
5: Which is, I mean, it is true. Just shoot the Joker in the head, well, boom, everything's I, done.
1: And am I like, I'm like, okay, the zombies are like decaying, they're not, you know, they're rotting away. How do they have the strength to bite down on you? I would think that yeah, the once muscles. they open their mouth, their jaw Childhood. would fall off.
2: Well, <laughs> it's not leprosy. It's a, different, <laughs> it's a different
1: affliction. They still the have the jaw tissue. muscles. Yeah. Yeah.
5: All the connective <laughs> tissue is just fine. It's just the...
1: The skin. Yeah, so maybe
2: they do have leprosy. Maybe it is that kind
1: of a thing. Hmm. Yeah,
2: I, We have Kristen on the phone.
1: Oh, we have Kristen. Hi, Kristen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How uh, are you surviving the post-Oscar, um, I don't know, fodder? A
0: hangover. Is it a hangover?
1: <laughs> I know. I have a hangover, a too, hangover. from the cruise... I'm sunburnt.
0: <laughs> f- I don't even drink on Oscar night. It's too busy. But honestly, I do call it a hangover because it's just the end of a long award show season.
1: Oh, I bet. And you, it's just exhausting. I mean, just traveling, I'm so exhausted just from traveling. I can't imagine all the ins and outs of trying to get through all the Oscar stuff, you know, social media stuff, uh, posting stuff, articles you have to write. I mean... It would. It, I can't imagine it. But are you? Are you? Um, I was looking over the list of Oscar nominees and winners, and I would have. You to, mean
2: Oscar winners and losers?
1: Well, well, I. You know, I honestly, for the winner for Best Picture, The Green Book, I haven't even heard of that movie. Has anybody heard of that movie? Oh, it's been
0: a very controversial movie this season. Um, they have had. I mean, if you. Come up with a controversy, they've pretty much gone through it. Uh, Vigo Mortensen drops the N word during a QA panel. Oh my set God. Director Peter Farrelly, who, um, his own uh, exposure of his penis to his cast members, which was a running joke for years, that story kind of came forward. He's like, sorry, I used to do that. We thought it was funny. Uh, he would like haze new cast members, which is ridiculous. Obviously, I don't think he did it on Green Book, but it's something he's done for decades in the past um that happened you had dr shirley who the uh he was 50 percent of who the the story was based on his family was like this is not really his story this is a white man's perspective story it just was one of those that i don't know how it won in the end i kind of do know how it won but at the same time when they said green book everyone was like what
1: (laughs) i know i've never even heard it i mean i'm looking at the list and the two that I thought would have won Best Picture was Bohemian Rhapsody or Stars Born. Those were my two top picks.
5: I would have thought Bohemian Rhapsody would have won, but...
1: Yeah, I know,
0: Apparently right? gay that's people are good enough anymore. How is it problematic? Well, that's that's another film that was real problematic because a you've got brian singer who was fired from the film only did about 85 percent. the cinematographer finished it up he also has the um pedophile and rape allegations against him that have come forward and then on top of that you have a lot of freddie mercury's family and friends were saying you watered down his story and made him look like a bad guy and it only it made the surviving and living queen members look like absolute saints and we didn't get the full story of uh, Freddie Mercury's homosexuality or anything else like that. It just made it look like he was just sleeping around, got AIDS, and then died.
1: Oh, okay. Now I saw that Lady Gaga won. Did she, so did she win for? You got to forgive me because I was on a cruise ship. I had no internet, so I'm like, I don't yeah. know who won or for what. And but did she win for the original song or was that the songwriter?
0: She went for Best Original Song. So she is on the songwriting team. There were three other members of the team, including Mark Ronson. So all four of them got the award that night. But, of course, she's the, she's the star out of the four of them. So, mm-hmm. you know, she's the one that came forward and did most of the speaking. And it seems like she's the only one that won. But really, collectively, it was as a group. Okay.
1: And obviously the big... The big uh, hubbub about the Oscars was Rami Malek winning Best Actor for his portrayal as Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. Which why was that a hubbub? Well, no, because everybody was like, "Oh, who is he going? You know, is he going to win?" And you know, there was just so much talk on, you know, because everybody thought it was going to be uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was going to take a ton of the Oscars. I think they yeah, won. Yeah, like, I sure did. I think they won four. Right? Is that correct?
0: Um, yeah, they did. They uh, they won both of the sound categories. And you've got, uh, of course, Rami winning. And I think that most people thought Roma was going to walk away with the night and they only wound up with three. But people thought that Roma was going to win Best Picture, Best mm-hmm. Foreign Film. Um, and then it won Best Director and Best Cinematography, but it did not win Best Picture after all that.
1: Well, I, I'm glad that Rami got the best actor uh, the Oscar for best actor because uh, his performance as Freddie Mercury was phenomenal and I can't imagine I agree. having to step into such an iconic pair of shoes cuz Freddie was so huge and big and it was like how is he going to pull it off cuz Sasha Baron Cohen was originally supposed to Portrayal uh, Freddie in the movie, and I can't see that at all. I don't even know why he was even in talks of him taking that role. Um, So mustache (laughs) because of his mustache. Because all I all I looks.
0: I mean, didn't you sit there and think though? Like I could see in some ways, I could see both of them in the role. But now Sasha Baron Cohen is so tall, Rami Malek so small. It's really. Funny that two totally different actors were considered for this role.
1: Oh, because to me, all I see is Borat trying to be Freddie
0: Mercury. <laughs> yeah. When I when I think of it,
1: I'm just like yeah. that. That doesn't play well in my mind at all. I, I've watched the, uh,
2: the the YouTube video of uh, the Wembley concert, and boy, they they really uh, you know uh, reproduced that very very well. I mean that that was very mm-hmm. well done. I oh,
1: thought. the li- the live yeah. aid. Yeah. Yeah, and it was really cool how they um, did the audio for that because what they did is they had fans submit um, singing parts for that, and then they layered it hmm. so it sounded like a real crowd. Oh, like a singing. real anthem
2: song. Yeah, yeah.
1: Cool. yeah mm-hmm. So it was kind of neat uh, to see. Uh, yeah, if you go on YouTube, you can find a lot of the the back behind the scenes stuff of Bohemian Rhapsody and how they pieced everything together. But
2: but do watch the actual footage of the actual uh, Live Aid concert of Freddie Mercury. It is exceptionally well Yes, I
1: I mean, that was basically, that whole Live Aid thing was a Queen concert. Um, We have to take a break. We'll be right back more. We can talk more about Oscars, what's going on in Hollywood, right here with Kristen Burt on the Tom Bernard Show. We are back here on the Tom Bernard Show. I'm Cassie Schrader, filling in for Tom. And right now we have Kristen Burt on the phone. We are talking Oscars, which is really exciting. And one of my favorite favorite categories is best featured animated film and i was so stoked that spider-man into the spider-verse got best picture sound
5: interesting that's the one where they're like basically like different universes where everything is kind of the same but not really yeah, yeah that
1: that's the that's the the whole premise of the movie you have all these different dimensions and there's a spider-man in every dimension and they have yeah. to come together
5: yeah, that's long been the uh like that's like a thing in the marvel and dc universe well multiverses is mm-hmm. there's infinite universes and each one is slightly different from the rest yeah so like you know in one universe like it takes place in a post apocalyptic setting, but there's still Spider Man. So he's just like post apocalyptic Spider Man.
1: Well, do you, um, Kristen, do you think that maybe, uh, it was kind of a nod to Stan Lee for him for that picture to be, uh, taking the Oscar home? Because, uh, Stan Lee did make an appearance in the animated film as it animated Stan Lee, mm-hmm. which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the movie, but normally in these uh, animated films, it's always Pixar or Disney that are taking these. And it, now this is something different. This was—I don't think Marvel has put out anything animated in a very long time. And for them to take the Oscar home, I think that was a good um, way to honor Stan Lee and his creation, especially of Spider-Man. So, um, what do you think of it, Kristen?
0: Um, so. It's kind of interesting because this film was highly regarded from the get-go, so mm-hmm. it became the front-runner almost immediately after it came out, which is great. Uh, you had you know other things like Incredibles two out there and on you know as, as part of the nominees, but people were lukewarm over this Pixar entry this year. So I think Pixar really won because it won in the animated category for Bao, which was adorable as the short animated feature, uh, short animated film, and um, I think it kind of all played out exactly the way it should because. Spider Verse was creative. It was different. It was gorgeous to look at, and it had a great storyline.
1: Yeah, I I loved it. Um, I brought my kids to it. We, it, it, I was blown away by the artistry that had that was in the film. It was felt very much like a comic book, and to have that portrayed on a big screen um, was fantastic. And I give kudos to the people that did it. and um, I think it honored Stanley very well cuz I mean he I mean his vast um I don't know his all the stuff that he's done this was something very different and I think um I'm hoping that they kind of continue down this animated road cuz I think it might draw in more of a younger generation of you know superhero fans and all that stuff cuz right now I almost feel like we are kind of getting jaded by all these um, superhero movies, and they're all starting to kind of blend and look the same to me. So to throw in something think, like this, it I think it's just fantastic, and I hope they kind of go down that road a little bit and, and kind of expand on it, not just with Spider-Man, but, you know, maybe throw in um, a Deadpool animated film, I think would oh, be. Bite
2: your tongue, bite your tongue.
1: I think that would be pretty cool. I mean, you can even have Ryan Ryan Reynolds voice the the character, but um, I I think it's it was beautifully done. I think. What's, and
2: what's the name of the film that's coming out that the uh, superhero lead character is animated and everybody else is not has regular characters? Oh, it's a it's it's animated as a young woman superhero, kind of like Serenity. Mm-hmm. Um, oh.
1: Because I know the Captain Marvel's coming out, which is yeah, uh, which looks
0: that's f- gonna be huge.
1: Yes, it is gonna be huge, um, especially to have another strong female superhero character.
2: But their head, but how well do those do?
1: Uh, well, I mean, look at the success of Wonder Woman.
2: How many do they do?
1: Um, they were pre- I I don't know how much money it brought in, but I know yeah. it was a it was a big hit. Because hmm. um, really, there's. There's not that many female superhero characters. even though there are. There's a vast, you know, good chunk of them in the in the comic books. They haven't really portrayed them on the big screen as much, because um, I mean, during the '80s and '90s, the only female character that was really brought in was Catwoman, you know, in the <laughs> movies by Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, no, I was
2: thinking of Eartha kit.
1: Oh. <laughs> Oh, no, I was talking about movies and stuff. Um, so I'm looking forward to Captain Marvel. Dumbo is going to be coming out. Have you see, Have you guys screened Dumbo yet? Or is that next month for you? I haven't screened Dumbo. Oh, my God. Yeah, was... it's,
0: uh, right now they're still in the throes of the Captain Marvel screening. So. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I I, I can't remember when the screening was for that. I know I'm not going to be able to make it to the Dumbo one, which I'm very upset about because um, I... It's like one o'clock in the afternoon, so uh, yeah. Tim. It's a it, weird
5: time to screen.
1: I know, right? Something for. Do you have weird screening times like that, where it's in the middle of the day?
0: They usually give us either 10 a.m. or 7 p.m. So there's usually two offered because some people. Um, I mean, I'll go to a 10 a.m. sometimes if I know that my day will allow it, but mm-hmm. oftentimes it has to be 7 p.m. after the work day's over. Oh, okay.
2: The, the movie I was thinking of is Alita battle angel, angel.
1: yeah. oh okay yeah where she looks oh, like an yeah, anime yeah. character
2: it well, she looks no she 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 looks like not, a mockery of an anime character <laughs> yeah.
1: she's not
2: quite well, the, she's not quite um photoreal yeah. but the, the with that i think uh, hollywood with money savings and everything mm-hmm. you're going to see more and more photoreal characters because they did a very good job with uh, governor Tarkin in the in the uh, Star Wars yes. sequels. And uh, that is going to be something that's uh, going to be uh, – Carrie Fisher was animated as well. Mm-hmm. And you're going to see that as that you're going to have a likeliness of somebody in in the future stars mm-hmm. aren't going to be alive. They're not going to be real.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, her eyes to me in that movie are – they bug the, – they weird me out they're <laughs> abnormally large yeah,
2: but, but all that all that does get better you know when when uh, uh, cgi first you know came came to be uh, in the Seagraph kind of um, conferences, You know, they said, oh, well, it's, it's really hard to do this or hard to do that. And I've sort of watched those things like hair and like waves and things. Mm-hmm. And that has continually gotten better and better and better because the algorithms that they use and the fractal design that they use is, is has become more and better and better. But also the computing power has become less and less expensive. So they're able to r- render these things on a real-time basis much better than they have in the past.
5: Oh, yeah. Uh, if you looked at the, the, the server farms, yeah. that Toy Story, the first Toy Toy Story, they had rooms full of these, like, super expensive, super powerful computers. But by today's standards, I mean, each one of those things was so weak that no one would even pay money for it. Yeah. So now they they can render so much, so much more quickly That yeah.
1: Well, speaking of Toy Story, I believe Toy Story 4 is coming out. Is it coming out in June?
0: Is it? In June, yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I
1: remember it's been in, in the talk, you know, people have been talking about this for years, this Toy Story 4 and when it's going to come out. I think it was originally supposed to come out like two years ago. It never happened. Um, so uh, have you heard anything of, you know, buzz going on with Toy Story 4? Because I know they've given us little snippets of... The little teasers. That yes.
0: They, which they gave to us... Um... They keep to us, I think, after the Super Bowl, right? Yes, I think yes. That's what it was. Yeah.
1: So I don't even. Um, know. I what... haven't
0: heard anything else, but I'm looking forward to it. I love that whole series. There's oh. just something that it tugs on your heartstrings. Oh mm. gosh, don't get me started. I <laughs> I was a bawling mess after
1: Toy Story three. Oh my gosh, because my boy, it was right when my boys were starting to yeah. get out of the toy stage. Uh, my two oldest boys. They <laughs> were
5: like, "This and, is going to happen to them."
1: I know, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, uh, it's already happening!" All they want is video games. They don't want these special little toys. You know, I love taking my my kids to the toy store and having them pick out a toy, and um, and how special it was for them. Like my my youngest boy now, everything is Godzilla. It has to be Godzilla. He, <laughs> right now, he's he's pestering me to buy him a new Mecha Godzilla. And um, I'm trying to find one for him. They, they're not easy to come by because they have to come from Japan. But um, so he's my last little my, you know, my last little baby that loves to still play with toys and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm so excited for Toy Story 4 and I'm mm-hmm. going to take him to it and I'm just be like, you're going to play with toys forever. You're going to stay little. Nothing
5: <laughs> ever has to change.
1: I know.
3: You know. Oh, here
5: I- we go. Uh, I actually found an answer from a Pixar employee who worked on Toy Story 1. Uh, When they rendered Toy Story 1, each frame, of which there are 24 every second, took four hours to render.
1: Oh, wow. Uh,
5: And then when they re-rendered it in 2011, it took two minutes per frame. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) So 120 times faster so, yeah.
1: You do see it an, animated, an animation uh, difference between Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 3. Oh, totally, 3. yeah. Because they look more like, it, almost like when you go well, back. Well, just like
5: each of those little hairs on the bear, uh-huh. you know, that takes time to render. And if you tried to render a single frame from Toy Story 3 on a 1995 computer, all that stuff that it has to render, like, you know, the shininess of the toys and mm-hmm. every little thread on the clothes and everything mm-hmm. it would take days just to render a single and, frame mm-hmm. and but
2: it's all uh it's all just uh matrix algebra mm-hmm. it is really pretty simple algebra to run it but it's just, it is, so, it's just much, so much of it so much because you have to you have to say where does the light come from <clears> how <throat> uh, what colors yep. the light how much is the intensity of the light is there wind is there movement uh, how yeah, does gravity affect all the? I mean, it's just these huge number of things that go into and make that. So when the when the bear moves, you know that hair has to move yeah. too. It just can't move; be sticking out there.
5: Yeah, all that stuff that you see happening on screen, aside yeah. from like the mm-hmm. like the skeleton of the characters, they move those manually. But pretty much everything else is physics calculations and light reflection and refraction and just. Math upon math. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I have a question, too. That's okay. So now I, I'm going to say right now, Toy Story 4 is probably going to be the front runner for best animated film for 2020 Oscars. You'd think. But now, with like Dumbo, when they kind of mix in that CGI. Yeah, is that re- animated or is that real? Or do they Good cons- question. Yeah, because it's like. Because what- yeah, it's considered live action. Yeah. Uh huh. Do they have
2: what, a
0: live action category or not? What
2: do you mean live action?
0: Oh, because well, you've got you, humans and you've got, yeah. There's yeah.
2: humans, but the
5: <laughs> elephants aren't real, but they look so real that it's like, does it even really count as animation? In well, mm-hmm. the Gladiator,
2: the tigers weren't real. Mm-hmm. They were not. They were, they were animated. And, but
5: yeah. in Dumbo, it's like, you know, Dumbo is the focus, but he's animated, but everything else isn't. Yeah, so it's it's it's, like the, do it's you like... call it an animated? Well, like, yeah. for
1: instance, the Planet of the Apes movie, they had a human do the stop, Okay, so you that, know, I, that's the, what I thought you meant. Yeah, so I'm wondering if that's what they're doing with Dumbo, and would that fall into the animated category or like more of just a featured film category? Or they
5: actually probably do have a guy like in a suit, like doing like this is Dumbo's trunk,
2: or 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 they or they could do this. They could just get a baby elephant, tag it up. Oh, people would be ch- so
5: mad. <laughs> <laughs> to that's,
2: film it with some little yep. tiny tags on it and then render it.
5: Oh no, people no now, Peter, They would be very Peter very Peter would upset. be
1: outside the stu- the, <laughs> Even if the filming hell, we're just lot. walking
2: around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, that's
5: something yeah. about elephants in particular. That's like you're of, just not allowed to have elephants anywhere anymore. That's
2: because of Dumbo. The original Dumbo movie started Probably. it all off that oh it's, it's terrible. No, true, true. It's, it's, there's nothing it wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. But that's the reality. things start a long time ago and these movements aren't aren't overnight. None of this stuff is overnight.
5: Yeah, cuz it's like it's fine to have, you know, dogs and cats obviously in movies, but then you put an elephant in a movie and all of a sudden it's animal abuse. It's odd.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to that movie and I'm I'm assuming if it's done right and the trailers for it are beautiful, I'm sure that'll be an okay. Oscar nom. Yeah, I'll
2: get you a prescription for Prozac. <laughs> I mean those things are so so sad. I mean, that's, that's, uh, I I I I just cannot take them. They're just so tragic. and I guess maybe I have too much felt life when I watch the movie. It's
1: all Disney's fault. I know. It It is. is. They always take away the mother. The mother's always dead.
2: Old Yeller. and What was the other one?
5: Uh, uh,
2: Bambi. (laughs) Bambi. Bambi. Thank you.
5: I honestly think that the reason I hate throwing things away so much is because when I was a kid, I watched The Brave Little Toaster.
1: Oh my gosh, I love that like, movie. Oh,
5: and they make such a big deal about like they got the scene where the old cars go into the crusher and they're singing about <laughs> I once took someone to a wedding. <laughs> it's like I don't want that to happen to my stuff.
1: <laughs> that was the original toy story right it there. Really you had a was. vacuum cleaner. Did you ever see the brave little toaster when you were younger, Kristen?
0: Oh, I no, I've never even heard of it. Oh my gosh.
5: That's the movie. Wow. <laughs> Yeah,
0: is it on?
1: Can I find it on YouTube? Maybe. That's a good yeah, it's just called the Brave. There was a couple sequels. I don't there think it was very there... good, but the original Brave Little Toaster, it's about this guy who's had like these appliances like his whole life, and mm-hmm. he he has a
5: toaster, a lamp, a heated blanket, a radio, and a vacuum. <laughs>
1: yeah, and he moves away, and he forgets them, and they have they go on this journey to find him. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like Toy Story. Yeah. Just with appliances. It's instead a lot of like Toy toys. Story. <laughs> but it
5: came first, eighty <laughs> nine.
1: And it was so sad. I felt so bad for yeah. the Black and Decker toaster mm-hmm. missing his, his uh his owner mm-hmm. and the journey that they had to go to find him. It was beautiful. <sighs> <laughs>
0: I need to see this.
1: You yes, do. you to. do. It, it, you need
2: to talk to some people. You need to talk <laughs> to somebody. When you get you in a group, you need I, to talk to you
0: clearly. Somebody. I need to find out. Uh, this I is gotta what,
1: look it up on YouTube. Yeah, this is what this is the kind of movies we grew up on in mm-hmm. the eighties yes guilt trips yes (laughs) well we have to take a break we'll be back uh with kristen more we can talk about the walker stalker cruise which i kind of told her what was going on with that and we'll talk about some of the celebrities and the interactions that we had on the cruise
4: and i've got an announcement
1: oh an announcement Mm -hmm. all right well that's a good teaser we'll be back here on the tom bernard show
4: Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here. Hey, let me ask you, do you know me because you recognize my voice or my face? Good question, isn't it? Let me ask you another one. What do you think when I say Priority Courier Experts? Do you know them because you recognize their trucks, or do you know them by their name? Well, let me tell you something you might not know about my friends at Priority. 485 local drivers, 85 office staff, 37 million deliveries since 1997, and an opportunity for you to join their company. Drivers, you can join the fleet in your own vehicle or lease to own one of theirs. Or you can join the office staff and earn the most respectable pay in the business with 15 days off in your first year. Medical, dental, matching 401k, and a genuine chance for advancement. Just ask Jeff, who started as a customer service rep and is now company controller. Over 5,000 Minnesota companies rely on priority. Because every time you call us, we deliver. Join the team today at priority.com. That's priority.com.
1: Does anybody recognize
2: this? Is this the beginning of
5: Dumbo? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was going to say.
5: The
1: original Dumbo. I love Dumbo. Oh my gosh.
2: I haven't seen it in so long. I did want you to ask Kristen, how late were you out after the Oscar? Did you get to a lot of the parties?
0: No, I have to work after the show. Okay, so <laughs> I was like, everyone thinks you go out and party. I'm like, I've got stories to file, and by the time everything gets done, because people don't pass to the, it takes until about 10:30, 11 p.m. for all of the nominee or all the winners, I should say, to pass through the press room, and then you have to write up uh, stories, and then I have to okay. prep all my content for the next day, so I get home at like. 2 a.m. sleep for a few hours and then get up and do all of my hits so it's a lot
2: good for you yeah. Did, and uh were Thank you on you. the red carpet
0: i was not on the red carpet i was in the press room
2: okay cool we we all dressed up in the press room or were you were in jeans
0: you wow. have to
2: are you, uh, all the yeah. oh.
0: shows that are formal they require you to wear um either a gown or a tuxedo
2: oh yeah mm. good Good. Yeah, that, they should. Mm-hmm. They should. That. That's. That, it's all part of the ceremony, part of the uh, pomp and circumstance, and I think that's very cool to hear. Very cool to hear that the backstage is like that. That's very, very nice. Super. Yeah. Did you wear it's a tuxedo funny. or a gown?
0: Gown. Okay. Um, you did? i have not a tuxedo though. In the past, I do enjoy wearing a good lady tux, and I will tell sure. you that that was probably one of the big themes on the red carpet this year for all the ladies. So.
2: Yeah. And what was what was the actor who the guy who was in the big giant dress?
0: Oh, uh, Billy Porter.
2: Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, that was good.
2: I've worn fashion-forward things in the past, and that I could have – I I would have considered something like that. That was very cool. Very cool to see. It was
0: very well made. It was Christian Siriano, and it was very well constructed. And then the whole um, sort of train of the dress detached and then became a more simple outfit. Um, but it was still really beautiful. So yeah. he kind of made his grand entrance on the red carpet, and then wore something a little more comfortable the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: there's a there's a uh, show. I think it's on, it's on Netflix or Amazon. It's called uh, Seven Days, mm-hmm. and it goes through uh, well, what goes on seven days before certain things. And they and last night we watched the one about uh, Karl Lagerfeld and his I think it the two 2018 show in Paris, at uh, uh, the Grand Palais, and it was so interesting to see because his wedding gown that he did, he ended the show with, was, was slacks with uh with a kind of a skirt or trail behind it. Very interesting to see the kind, the sort of uh, the blending of uh, styles now.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think with Carl uh, Lagerfeld too, because obviously he passed away last week. Um, the very last outfits he did were for Jason Momoa and his wife Lisa Bonet, and they did a little video about their journey and talking about Carl making the outfits for him. It's oh. very sweet, it's on their YouTube page, and it's only like seven minutes, but yeah, yeah. it's very sweet. Um, and he, he was the one that made the scrunchie for Jason Momoa so he could put his hair up later. <laughs> scrunchie, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm looking at Billy <laughs> Porter's,
1: yeah, I'm looking at Billy I Porter's have, have some great outfit tuxedo dress, and it is beautiful. Like it looks. I mean, I would wear it. I, I,
2: that's nice fabric, well designed. I mean, yeah. you can't go wrong. Well made. I mean, yeah,
5: if it, it's a publicity stunt, but at least it's not like you know wearing a meat dress publicity well, he, stunt.
1: Well, he's he is a fashionista. I mean, he has kind of you know, um, you know, some very uh, you know crazy styles and stuff so he's used to that kind of stuff but i mean this is very um elegant looking it looks like something from like the early 1800s to mid 1800s it's i think it was beautiful on him and uh, kudos to him for wearing it
2: not far from a cossack Uh, Mm. so that that, in that uh yeah that but he, he sort of put himself in that situation Many women feel themselves in where you wear something like that, the spectacular, beautiful gown, and then you got to, like, hang it up and not wear it again. So I don't know if you're going to be getting that thing out again.
1: It looks kind of heavy to walk in, though. (laughs) That's going to be
0: a museum piece. Uh, Yeah. yeah. We'll see it in museums. Yeah. Yeah, well,
1: (laughs) he's probably got some good thighs for dragging that train around because that looks like some heavy fabric.
2: I'm offended by that, you saying that. I feel (laughs) demeaned. Great thighs Great gams are heavy. To,
1: I yeah. know I know Like I remember Walking in my Wedding dress I'm like Jesus <laughs> What's the point Of this This thing is Just heavy well, To drag around well, the,
2: the capes That yeah. Liberace Used to wear uh-huh. Were oh, God, They yeah. were Hundreds of pounds Well yeah They were like Velvet or Oh They were just All the and sequins velvet is And heavy. stuff And sequins And you know He and had all This, this, this and... uh, uh, Grander Whenever he Would enter With it, when of these capes and he, he got he, he walked from the edge of the stage to the front got the applause and then some two or three guys took the cape off of him and schlepped it back to the mm. wherever they kept it because it was there were it was so much effort involved with that oh those those things are heavy we started doing the sequins that sort of stuff man that stuff is, is heavy how do you wear it Kristen? So,
0: <laughs> it's, you, it's all, good size <laughs> at all yeah I wore a beaded gown a few years ago, and it added about 10 pounds um, to my shoulders alone. And the next day, I had to go and get a massage because I was just. <laughs> You're oh. all not enough.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: well, you, you know, you really don't think about that. I mean, that really wearing the, some of those. That's in, in, mm-hmm. in the show, the show that they did of Carl Lagerfeld. I watched the women, and they were dressing them. I said, "Man, is that stuff uncomfortable? What if you get? What if you get one of the little threads, a little nylon threads, that starts poking you half in your side, oh. leaves a welt? I mean, that because those things are, you know, in ways can be uncomfortable.
1: Yes. Dressing up is not comfortable. No. If you're comfortable, you're not dressed up enough. That's what I say. (laughs) You're not. Your feet need to hurt. Yeah,
5: people are always like, you can dress up and still be comfortable. It's like, no, you can't.
0: You've never dressed up before, if you think so. Huh? You guys have to hear the new trick for heels. Because, you know, heels are very uncomfortable by the end of the day. Your feet usually hurt. Um, The big trick on the red carpet the last couple years has been CBD oil. You put it on your heels. Yes. And on your actual heel, not the heel of the shoe, the heel of your own foot. Um, <laughs> and it helps you it helps you uh sort of maintain uh, feeling in your feet, honestly, because usually mm. your feet go numb and they're just dying by the end of the night.
1: I'm usually my feet are dying after like ten minutes of wearing heels. I look like a baby deer walking. <laughs> <laughs> I look horrible.
2: Heels are should should be worn at the dinner table. Mhm. And you can walk into the restaurant, out of the restaurant, into the event, out of the event. But as far as standing, like if you were yeah. doing an interview, no, nah, heels are not nah, too much. Too much uh,
1: for women. So, Kristen, who do you think was the best dressed at the Oscar- Oscars? Who is your opinion that wore the, you Ooh.
0: know? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, I loved J-Lo's sort of mirrored outfit, which mm-hmm. I thought was pretty spectacular. Because if you're going to go to the Oscars, you want to go full out. Um I also love Constance Wu. She had kind of a marigold, yellow dress, like a high pony that I thought was really good. But I also, I I do love some of the androgynous looks we saw. Billy Porter, um, as well as Elsie Fisher. She's, what, I think she's about 15 years old right now. She was in the movie Eighth Grade. She wore a great suit that looked really good. Um, Aquafina wore a really, like, flashy sort of pink shimmery suit that I love. So I love that people mixed it up this year, that you don't have to be defined like the ladies are all in a in a dress and the guys are all in a tux. It mm-hmm. was the first year I really felt like, wow, we're seeing something different.
1: I'm I'm looking at some you know, for my my pick, I would have to say Lady Gaga. I think she just looks it's very simple yeah. and uh, elegant looking. Yeah, and,
2: but she's got She's got the figure. She could put anything on, and she'd look. I mean, that's that's the tricks. A lot of women that were there, you know, it man, you, you got to work to make that thing look right. To me,
1: it looks very old Hollywood. Okay, that's yeah. that's why I'm yeah very I'm digging structured. It. Yeah, she's got the long. I mean, it's like it's, it looks like something like um, Audrey Hepburn would wear. You know, she's got the long gloves on and and stuff like that. And I think she looks beautiful in but it. But
2: one thing that does disrupt the fashion. Mm-hmm is ink yeah people oh, that people that have mm-hmm. ink yeah in, uh, you know if you're wearing something that's uh, that is uh, designed mm-hmm. you know if you have skin exposed and there's ink exposed it looks odd it yeah does. not it that you does. shouldn't have ink but it, it just looks so if, if in those situations in leggy gaga when she was in her gown i did notice it's some ink and i said why don't you cover that with some makeup Mhm. you that know it just, it just looked just didn't fit that's, so it does disrupt the uh, the, the whole appearance. F- the I think. flow
1: of the dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah,
2: just the the overall appearance. It it just mm-hmm. messes messes with it. Yeah,
1: I see what you're saying, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like the Oscars. I mean, what what was the viewership? Does anybody
0: know yet? To... It was
5: up about ten percent from was... last year.
0: Okay. Yeah, it was up uh, 13% overall, I think, was the final numbers, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. And I think a lot of people tuned in for several reasons. You have no host, which I thought was a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you also had popular movies. People liked Bohemian Rhapsody. People liked, um A Star is Born. People wanted to see Lady Gaga yeah. sing with Bradley Cooper. That was the most tweeted moment of the night. So there were reasons for people to tune in this year.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm looking yeah. at Jason Momoa's tux that he wore. Um, it looks like something happened to the original tux he was supposed to wear and he had to go to some like costume shop to find another
3: oh, tux.
2: Oh he 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 went out, he went out.
0: He picked the pink. It doesn't he picked look the like piece, it fits he him no. though.
2: <laughs> he, he, he went out looking for an outfit and came back with a costume.
1: I know, right? It kind of like in My Cousin Vinny where his suit gets in the mud, so he has to go to, like, this costume shop to find something, a suit to wear to court, and it, <laughs> that's what it almost looks like to me. Like, the jacket's a little too short, so I'm not digging his style. I, I would have to say Billy Porter's my favorite dressed male of, of the Oscars, because everybody else wears the typical black, you know, black tie and black tux and everything like that, but... um well, Andy has... Yeah, I was
5: about to say, well, there's still time.
1: <laughs> Andy has an awesome announcement. I don't want to say what it is. I'll let him do it. But um, do you want to hear it, Yay. Kristen? This was the teaser before we I went do, to break. I excited.
5: Mm-hmm. The announcement is that on Saturday, uh, Melissa and I got engaged.
1: Yay! Yay! Yeah, Andy yeah! is engaged. Oh, good for Andy.
5: Amazing. Oh, well, Yay. Andy, no.
2: Good for me.
1: Yeah, good for
2: Andy. And she said yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, way to go, Melissa. Well, she's been
2: waiting for it for like four yeah, months man, now. Yeah, you're, you're like everybody else who is on this podcast. Out, well, except for Kristen, Outkick their coverage. And <laughs> except for Kristen, all the men. All well, the
0: I want to hear how did how did it happen? Because everyone wants to know the story.
2: Well, it was actually
5: uh, pretty um, subdued, I guess I would say, because mm-hmm. I wanted to wait for like a day of significance. But I, after like probably January, she was basically just said, when are you going to ask? (laughs) Because I'm, (laughs) so I said, I wanted to, I want to wait for a day that, you know, matters. And she said, don't bother with that. Just ask because I'd rather get engaged sooner rather than later, rather Mm -hmm. than, you know, have it be on a day that, you know.
1: I like her. She that's knows what she wants, yeah. and she just lets everybody know You've got it. Got a plan. Because yeah. I'm a
5: I'm a much more sentimental type than her, which most people wouldn't think, but mm-hmm. I am. She thinks it's funny that I keep all my cards.
1: Oh, that's sweet. That's, it is nice. That's I learned
5: sweet. that Alex does that too, which we didn't like coordinate it or anything. Oh, it's, so it's Yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it was a good day because she finished. Well, I. Don't want to say because I don't know if I'm supposed to say, but basically she, uh, she's she been working on something for the past month and she, you know, finally got that done. So that was a good day already and that's why I planned that day. Mm-hmm. And we went out uh, for the first time in probably about two months because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and How to Train Your Dragon 3 came out, which she's been looking forward to for a long time. I didn't even know that's like her favorite Well, one of her favorite movies. Uh, But then all of a sudden, like two days ago, we see it on TV and turns out, there you go. She's a giant How to Train Your Dragon (laughs) fan. So, yeah, we went out. We saw that. We came home and I had had the ring for about two weeks.
1: Oh, that is sweet. I I think sometimes the most simple proposal is the best one because it's almost like it's so cliche to go overboard
5: that's pretty much what she's thinking.
1: Yeah. Like when Dave proposed to me, it was <laughs> – uh, Kristen, we were on an 80s cruise. Uh-huh. And he was dressed Aww, up – that's awesome. I was dressed up like, you know, uh, like one of the bangles. You know, my hair was all big. I had these big bangle earrings. Okay. I'm wearing a mini skirt with, you know, fishnet leggings. and And he's dressed up like Bruce Springsteen. Well, he he was dressed up as 1985 Dave, mm. <laughs> and that's how he dressed. And he proposed on on this 80s cruise on the Mississippi River, and it was so perfect. You know, it was so like, kind of that goofy. You know, it wasn't like this romantic dinner and all that. Yeah. You know, roses. I mean, that's so cliche to me. So I'm so happy for you, Andy. Thank you. And Melissa. Congrats. Congrats Yay. Yeah. Well. We have to go uh, to break. We'll come back in the second hour. We have a couple of guests coming up. So, Kristen, we won't be talking to you next Tuesday. No? Because she's going overseas. Correct. Oh. So we'll I'm see. Going
0: to Copenhagen.
1: Copenhagen? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, fun. Just for the hell of it? Well, we'll be looking forward to some pictures of you in Copenhagen. Yeah. And um, have fun. Have a safe trip. And we'll talk to you in two weeks.
0: Thank you so much.
1: All right. We'll be back here on the Tom Bernard
2: Show.